0: Coming up next on the voice of Alabama politics, our special guest is public health officer, Dr. Scott Harris. Also, the V Team takes a look at Democrats on mute. And Governor Kay Ivey didn't back down on her mask order.
1: Why are you wearing a mask? Were you burned the acid or something like that?
0: Oh no, it's just they're terribly comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. Wear them. It saves lives and it looks oh so attractive. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts I'm your host Bill Britt and today I'm joined by Josh Moon investigative reporter and columnist at APR and Susan Britt my constant companion and research guru extraordinary Hey How are you?
2: Good how are you? Hey Josh Hey guys
0: Uh before we get into the show I want to uh say that we learned on Friday, early Friday morning, that President Donald Trump and First Lady Melania uh, were diagnosed with COVID-19. Uh, leaders all over the state, the nation and the world have sent their best regards and sympathies and prayers to the President and the First Lady from all of us at the V. We hope all the best for the First Family. Uh, Josh, it has been a crazy week. We had a debate. That could be called nothing less oh, than. we're calling, it? Than Is that what we're calling ex- it a
1: debate.
0: Okay. Well, it was extraordinary. If if if, if a debate team at Harvard and Yale uh, had one of those, they closed the schools down. But we did have one. Uh, President Trump has nominated uh, for uh, Republicans a very appetizing uh, Supreme Court justice, and for Democrats a disaster. We've had a lot going on, but what we haven't heard is anything from Alabama Democrats. I mean, it has been silent, Susan, to the point of, uh, we were talking yesterday about when when the, 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 the debates were over, we were looking for comments for the Democratic leaders of our state, and there was nothing. Whereas there were 200 from Republicans. I mean, Josh, what is the party
1: thinking or do you have any idea? Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I think we're uh, we're still in the uh, in the infancy stage of uh, of the growth of the Democratic Party since we started over, and um, you know, I I think they they missed a lot of opportunities, and we've talked about this before, uh, where you know they missed a lot of opportunities during the conventions uh, to come out and, and release some statements and uh, and get their get their voice heard about what's going wow. on nationally, uh, and and. and to have some sort of a say in the conversation, to, to swing people and point out things, uh, you know, that, uh, that that just aren't getting out there right now. And I think they're missing a lot of these opportunities. And, and this one is another one. I mean, the president said some pretty crazy things. Uh, and, you know, especially as, as far as Democrats are going and, and, and as far as a lot of moderates are going, you know, the stuff about not denouncing white supremacy. And that was a, you know, that was teed up, man. I mean, you know, hit it out of the park. And, um, you know, they didn't. Well, I think, Susan, you know, if you looked at the Republican
0: response, I mean, it was spot on. They defended the president. Mm -hmm. They said, some of them said, well, you might not like his style. Uh, A lot of people do like his style. Uh, They gave him high marks and all that. Perfect opportunity for the Democrats to come out and say, no, 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 no. Here's what we think, right?
2: And the ALGOP, the entire... During the entire debate, they were, you know, sending out tweets. They were doing all this, and there was nothing from the Democrats. There was no response, even during the debate, in a Twitter war.
0: Well, I just think if you're going to be the opposition party,
1: you have to oppose something. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, well, you I, know?
1: I, I would agree uh, completely, and, and you're right. I mean, there were the the thing about it was that was kind of frustrating to me. Is uh, is I think a majority of people, even in this state were probably turned off by the president's performance and, and, and the way he behaved himself. I mean, you know, I think Chris Wallace was turned off by it and I think he's kind of indicative of a moderate Republican. Uh, and, and so I think that was a real opportunity to, to get in the ear of some of those people and say, hey, hey, by the way, we're here, you know, we're over here. If you'd like to, to hear some more stuff. Yeah, well, if you don't offer any, any,
0: anybody an alternative, then why would they care? And the thing is, the Democratic Party in Alabama will never win an election trying to be Republican lights. You know, it it just doesn't work. You're going to have to have something that you stand for and that you do it day after day after day. And the Republicans of 2009, 2008, 2009, 2010, every time the Democrats said anything, someone was out there in front of cameras going, Wait a minute. We've got a better way. We've got another idea. And it worked. And it worked. It worked. Uh, I think the state would benefit greatly by having two parties uh, with competing ideas. We just need to hear more. It is not that Anthony Daniels, Chris England, and Patricia Todd are without voices or without opinions or are not intelligent. They are all those
1: things plus. And, and they listen, they've got, they have, they have good ideas. That's the, that's the they thing that, that frustrates me. You know, talking to them is, is they have good ideas. They have, and there are people out there who need to hear their ideas because it is good for those people. The majority of people, the working class people in Alabama would be aided by the democratic approach to, to governance in a lot of cases. And, and for them not to hear that option is, is frustrating. Well, you know, if, if you stay silent, uh,
0: you only have one voice out there? That's the only voice you hear.
1: True.
0: Uh, Secretary of State John Merrill said that we are on track to far exceed the number of absentee ballots. Uh, so far, there's been over 100,000 requested so far, uh, and 30, uh, 35,000 plus have been returned. So he's saying that his office will begin counting the ballots. Uh, they expect between 150, 175,000. Susan, he said their office will start counting November 3rd, early in the morning. They should have everything wrapped up by the time uh, the polls close or soon after.
2: One could hope so. That's that's a whole lot of
0: ballots. It is, but they've got machines that count them. And uh, uh, John Merrill has been very effective in that office. I mean, say what you will about him. He has been very effective. But this judge's order, Josh, we only got about a minute, has left some confusion because now there, there's there's you know, the ID requirement and curbside ballots and all that are available. Uh, and it, it is a bit confusing. We need a little bit more clarity on that, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, I think what I think what should happen here is, is you know, given the state on where we are, if we could do anything to make it safer uh, and more convenient for people to do this and still protect the sanctity of the uh, of the elections here. Uh, if we could do that, then I think that whatever whatever they can do should be done, okay? Uh, and, and so I think that's what we need to strive towards. And this fighting back and forth and leaving this this thing hanging out and going you know appealing it back and forth. I, I don't think that's serving anybody. Get together, figure out what we can do, and let's do it. All right,
0: well, that's got to be the last word on that. We do need clarity. You're watching the V, the Voice of Alabama politics. Our special guest today is Dr. Scott Harris, Public Health Officer. We'll be right back.
1: The United States was built on the foundations of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Millions of people have defended these pillars of our democracy. Please remember the sacrifice made by these Americans and make time to register to vote and obtain a government photo ID so you too can vote on November
2: 3rd. Voting is a sacred right. Sacrifices made by those who so bravely serve our country should never be forgotten.
3: Hey man, what are you doing today? Um, playing the game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a half on collision. Cool, man.
4: Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. I'm John Merrill. As your Secretary of State, I will ensure that all Alabamians have the opportunity to participate in safe, secure, and fair elections. Due to the ongoing pandemic, anyone that wants to be an absentee voter should select the box on the application which reads, I have a physical illness or infirmity which prevents my attendance at the polls. After enclosing a copy of your valid photo ID and following the directions completely, your voice will be heard and your vote will be counted. Through absentee, we'll see you at the polls.
0: Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Our special guest today is state health officer, Dr. Scott Harris. Dr. Harris, welcome. Thank you for having me. Good to see you.
2: Good to see you. Good to see
0: you. I know y'all have had a busy week. Uh, we learned on Friday morning that President Donald Trump and the First Lady Melania have contracted COVID-19. I, I think this underscores a lot of what you've been saying all along that this disease knows no boundaries. It affects people all over the country, here in Alabama as well. How are we doing in, in, in the spread of the disease and, and doing better care for folks that do get sick.
3: Yeah, I, I think I think that um, overall we're certainly better than we were a couple of months ago. But you know we still have a long way to go. There's a lot of improvement that, that we still hope to see. Um, we, we have about we're sort of on the order of 900 to 1,000 new cases a day being reported to us um, for about the past month or so, maybe maybe three or four weeks. Uh, that's about half of where we were at the end of July, first part of August, if you remember. Yeah. Um, and, you know, similarly, the hospitals have about half the number of COVID inpatients now that they had back at that time as well. We had more than 1600 patients uh, in the hospital you know, on any given day, you know, back during the sort of peak of summer. Uh, and now it's around 750 to 800. And, and so that's, you know, a number our hospitals can handle. So, you know, we do feel better about that. Um, I, I think we, we have seen the number just a little bit um, increasing over the past several days, you know, instead of having seven or 800 new cases, we're having 800, to a thousand new cases. That's not a huge percentage difference, uh, but um, you know, it just makes us want to be cautious. You know, we, we're not trying to declare any kind of victory because we, we still have a long ways to go. Sure. Sure. I understand. You
0: know, and and we're, we're really facing flu season now. I mean, the, the all the drugstores, uh, hospitals, doctor's offices have the flu shots available, as far as I know. And what what are your recommendations on getting a flu shot? And how might that affect <coughs> state
3: overall health and health care workers? Uh, I, I appreciate the chance to talk about this. Um, everyone needs to get a flu shot. It's recommended for everyone uh, ages six months and up. Um, Even if you're allergic to the flu shot, there are probably ways you can still safely get one and you can have that discussion with your doctor uh, about how to do that. Um, There's no better way to prevent the flu than to do this. We have never lived through COVID and flu combined before. The world's never seen that happen. And so we really just don't know what to expect. But, But we know that Anyone who develops flu symptoms is probably going to be assumed to have COVID at least at first, and there's going to be needs for testing. There are going to be people who are going to be told to isolate and quarantine, that there are going to be contacts involved, and it may turn out to be the flu and not COVID at all. And if we can just prevent cases of influenza, it'll make life so much simpler with respect to COVID. On top of that, I think it's very likely that people can get both at the same time we, we don't know that for sure but most most right. physicians believe that and that may be a really bad situation to be in so please get a flu shot I'm out, um, um, and, and everyone needs to get one as soon as you can they're out there and available
0: well it is important uh, Susan and I have gotten ours we're we're certainly encouraging all the folks that we know to get theirs as well that's great you know, we we keep hearing at some encouraging news that there will be a vaccine in the near future, whether it comes this month or next month or after the first of the year. We don't know for certain right now. What we do know is that y'all have gotten some instructions on how to deal with the vaccine once it's released. Could you tell our viewers a little bit how that process is going to work?
3: Sure. Um, well, we, we've known, uh, Bill, for several months that, you know, this would be a, a great big project that would require a whole lot of logistical, you know, handling to, to, to figure out. And we've been working on that, you know, regularly steadily. Uh, but for the past month or so, we've really ramped that up and we're in contact with, with our federal partners every single day, um, working on a plan. Um, there there are four vaccines right now that are in the final phases of studies, what people call phase three trials to make sure that they're right. safe and also effective. Um, every person we have talked to in the federal government has indicated the same thing, which is there probably will be some product out before the end of this calendar year. Um, you know, Maybe in November or December, possibly, but there won't be nearly enough. Uh, and it'll be the spring or early summer before we see large amounts of vaccine what will be confusing is there will probably be multiple vaccine products that all come out around the same time and not everybody will be eligible to take every one of them. Uh, You know, for example, some of these vaccines have trials where they're studying them in people who are older only. And some of them are studying people um, who are younger, but maybe have chronic health problems or maybe have immune system problems. So depending on how those vaccines get uh, approved for use, um, you know, one vaccine won't be the same for every person. And, and you know, whichever one you, you start with, you'll need to stick with because most of them are going to require multiple shots. Uh, and so it's going to be a big, confusing picture for a while. And And I think the, the part that we're really sort of agonizing over now is we're working on a way to prioritize who gets it first. Um, yeah. You know, when you prioritize who gets it first, that's the same thing as saying you're deciding who's not going to get it. <laughs> And uh, and that's a real you know difficult situation to be in, but but obviously we want to protect those people who are most vulnerable uh, uh, to the disease, people with chronic health problems, people who are seniors, uh, and then we also want to remember the people who are just exposed the most, like our healthcare workers as well. So I, I think those are going to be priority groups for us. Well, we're all hoping for a
0: miracle cure, or or at least a vaccine that we can yeah. see an end to this. Uh, We've got about a minute. Uh, governor Kay Ivey, uh, at your advice, and those of our health care professionals has extended the mask ordinance, uh, which we applaud the governor for doing that. We know that masks do help uh, people stay safe. Do you have any thoughts on why you did that and, and just quickly uh, why it's important?
3: Sure, Well, I, I also uh, really commend the governor for doing that. It was the right thing to do for Alabama. Uh, you know, uh, Bill. Since back in May, there have been no new restrictions in our state. I mean, everything has only open, gotten more open, with the exception right. of the mask ordinance. And when the mask ordinance went into place in July, that's the first time we saw a big movement in the right direction in terms of cases and hospitalizations and our percent positive rate and everything. It's the only thing we've done um, since you know this all began back at, or right after the, the stay at home order expired. Uh, and yet it's made a tremendous difference in where our numbers are going. So it, there's clear evidence that it works. Um, we think it's the right thing to do. And I, I'm just uh, very, very pleased that she was able to, to do that as well.
0: Well, Dr. Harris, we thank you for all your hard work on behalf of all Alabamians. And we certainly appreciate Governor Ivy's taking your advice and staying strong. Thank you for joining us and come back soon.
3: OK, great. Thank, thank you for having me. I always enjoy seeing you and you guys keep safe. We will. You too. Thank you.
0: You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Our special guest has been state health officer, Dr. Scott Harris. We'll be right back.
2: As we celebrate 100 years of women's suffrage, we reflect upon a time when we could not register to vote nor hold public office, but now we have the privilege of representing the people of Alabama in the state legislature. We must continue to educate and empower women because together we can continue to shatter records and overcome barriers.
3: Register to vote and obtain your photo ID so you too can exercise your right to vote on November 3rd.
4: What are you doing today, babe? I
2: thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all.
0: OK.
4: Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. I'm John Merrill. As we prepare for the general election during the pandemic, it is important for Alabamians to step up and become poll workers. Poll workers are paid officials who protect the rights of registered voters at the polls. Contact your probate judge to learn more or apply online at alabamavotes.gov. If you're 16 or older and enrolled in high school or college, you can apply to become a student poll worker by contacting your probate judge or our office. We'll see you at the polls.
0: Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You know, Dr. Scott Harris made it abundantly clear, Susan, that masks are working since the mask ordinance was instituted. The cases of COVID-19 have dropped. While they're still high in the state, we have definitive proof that they are working, but there are some people who do not like the mask. But Kay Ivey uh, has kept She's extended the statewide mask order, despite getting pressure from the right wing of the Republican Party.
2: Yes, and and nobody likes the masks, okay, let's be honest, nobody likes them, but I was so proud of her the other day when we knew that we got from multiple sources that there was a lot of pressure being put on her to open everything up, just open everything up going into this election, and she stood her ground and said, I don't think so. This is my state, these are my people, and I'm going to protect them as best as I can despite the election. And I was so
0: so proud of her. Well, Josh, I mean, in 1776, "Give me liberty, or give me death" was a pretty good slogan. I don't know that it's a good public health policy, but there are some people who, who just think that, you know, uh, you know, that 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 their rights, their liberties, are being taken by being told they have to
1: wear a mask in public. got to wear pants. I mean, you know, how is that any different? I don't understand. I don't I mean, really, um, put, a, put a mask on your face and protect people. I I just I've never understood this thing about the mask. I mean, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like wearing the thing. I don't like the way it smells after three minutes. I don't you know, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, it, really, it is. I, and but at the same time, it's not the end of the world. You know, I mean, put the thing on, protect a few people and, and don't be an idiot. I, I don't understand how don't be an idiot can't catch on well I, I wrote a
0: column the other day
1: that you know said that
0: you know congratulating Governor Ivy for the order mask order and, and talked about how this this is just basic science it's it's basic decency mm-hmm. to protect your neighbor and that's what you're doing you're protecting your neighbor and yourself to some degree and I I got a, a, an email from a lady sue who uh, said that the people who didn't wear masks would outlive those of us who didn't wear masks because of Darwin and I thought which part of Darwin's theory does idiocy play into right yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's evolution the one time the people of Alabama ever believed in evolution <laughs> uh, I, mean, yeah. I, I mean honestly man I mean th- I've heard that stuff too about you know about how how much sicker people are going to be after this is all over because we've quarantined and wore masks and stuff yeah. That's so idiotic yeah, I mean talk to one scientist about the thing. I all mean, right. read anything and you're going to see how idiotic that is. That's not how it works at all. I mean, you uh, yes, over a course of a time, you build up immunity to certain things. But you're going to do it in 6 months? No. And you got to build up an immunity
2: to COVID-19 <laughs> before you're dead.
0: Well, the crazy thing is, all right. So, one of the people that's leading the charge on uh, you know, saying that mask ordinances are terrible, that any restrictions are terrible because they're they're uh, an affront to personal liberty, is former Chief Justice Roy Moore. Roy Moore is leading the charge on it. this, uh, not surprisingly. He got sassy but the- right up
1: at the front of the line with his little pistol.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, the little pistol says something, right? <laughs> oh. uh, but really, if you think about it, I mean, when did this, I mean, there there's a lot of good Republicans that are following the lead of Chief Justice, former Chief Justice Roy Moore on this thing. And 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 I'm telling you, Susan, it sounds more like the John Birch Society these days than the Republican Party of just a few years ago. I mean, it's outrageous.
2: It is. And let's not forget Roy's, he loves to chase a headline.
0: Yeah. He true. always
2: has, you know, that's he's true. from Etowah County and... He started right over here in the Etowah County
0: Courthouse. Let's not forget that. <laughs> and Josh, I think this live free or die slogan means they, they're they free to do whatever the heck they want to do.
1: And you're the one that's doing the dying. So yeah, I'm not look, sure. it's, it's a bunch of children is what it is. It's yeah. a bunch of children who've been told that they can't do something. And so now they're rebelling about having to be, uh, be forced to do it. And that's all that yeah. it is. They don't care about somebody yeah. else. They're just going to act like a bunch of kids and, and do this sort of thing. And if Roy Moore is your leader. And I think that speaks for itself. Well, it's just sad that we cannot
0: reach agreement on something as simple as wearing a mask to protect other folks. I mean, people don't like seat belts, but it's the law, right? They don't like seat belts, Mm -hmm. it's the law. I mean, people would like to at the beach, go into restaurants with no shirts and no shoes, it's the law, you can't do that. So I, it, I mean, I
2: didn't like the seatbelt laws when they were trying to pass them. I thought that was an infringement on on my personal, you know, right to choose whether I wore one or not. But when it passed as a law, I yeah. wore a seatbelt. Well,
0: the difference between the mask and the seatbelts is the insurance lobby wasn't
1: pushing uh, the mask. They were pushing the
0: seatbelts. <laughs> they should be. Need
1: to get a good COVID <laughs> lobbyist going here. There you go. Off.
0: There you go. You know, we got about a minute and a half here, but. If the election were, you know, we talk about counting ballots in Alabama, but if the election were held today, President Trump would win in a landslide. In, we we in know Alabama. this is a fact. We can declare President Trump the winner today. But the do, only...
4: wait, do we? Do we? Do In Alabama?
0: In Alabama? Yeah, I think so. I, I
1: don't, I'm, I'm, you know, I've seen a bunch of polling about things uh, around in different states. The South Carolina poll being one of them. Right. Uh, where he is up by only three points there. And it just, it makes me wonder because he's also underwater in this state in terms of handling the COVID crisis. And so it makes yeah. me wonder how much of a landslide it would be at this point. Well, I mean, this is the only, I mean, this state voted for Goldwater, okay? Now, I know, uh, I'm not saying he's not going to win. Don't get me wrong about that. I'm, right. not, I'm not in any way saying that. I'm just saying I wonder how much of a landslide it's going to be. Well, the last time the state voted
0: for a Democrat was 1976 when Jimmy Carter ran and they learned their lesson, right <laughs> The nicest man in the history of the world? Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't have that. We don't like that. Mm-mm. No. But <clears throat> we, we've got about 40 seconds. <clears throat> the question was, where does this leave Doug Jones? Does he have a shot, Josh, Are you seeing
1: anything? that says I mean, he has a shot. Look, Doug's not gonna get beat by Tommy Tupperville. Doug's gonna get beat by a straight ticket voter if he gets beat. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's just the sad truth of the thing here. You know, he's a better candidate. He's more qualified. He's uh, more educated. Uh, he's he's better at, at the at the job. He will be better at the job. And there's nobody right now who is against Doug Jones who can tell you why they're against him. Well, Tommy Tuberville
0: is outraged by everything that the right is outraged about. And he doesn't know anything else but that. It's
2: because he's reading down off his key cards. Well,
0: if he has those. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.